Hello, hello, welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill, and I am your host. This is episode number 34. Joining me today is Stephanie Bates. Hello, hello. Thanks for, thanks for hosting me in, in, in your, in your in space. My, yeah, my crazy world. No, thank you for, you know, inviting me on here. I feel... Highly uh, <laughs> underqualified for this, oh, but. Please. Oh, please. <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited to see you. Okay, great. Yes, it's been it's been years. I've... It well, COVID added like three years, so it's probably been about five years at this point. For sure. <laughs> Before we get too far, you are right. a producer and actor. Yes, is uh, are the are the two primary pillars? We'll call them. Love it. Um, what else? While we're in the would you like to tack on to that? As, okay, as, yeah. just my, my quick uh, Sure. Well, then line. you have to be quick. Yeah. Uh, in addition to actor, producer, you know, the umbrella term, content creator. Oh, no. Don't use that. All right. I know, Continue. I know, I know. But I can explain why later. Sure. Um, because I do marketing as well. I work for a company doing their marketing. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is video marketing, um, so video content. Um, but I also do, like, field marketing, just overall lots of logistical stuff there. Mm-hmm. So do that. Um, and then, you know, I, I do other things on set where, you know, I can do things. You are <laughs> credited as, uh, I know on like your website and stuff, you talk about or, uh, UPM, yep. you, uh, First AD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, good. Sure, I did a little bit. That's a... My uh, website views are going just ticked up when you went on it. Yeah, so first AD UPM, yes. I I always then like asterisk that though because it's it's the indie world. So like I do it on like sets that are like my friends or my projects or like 100%. the home. I do get I do get hired, you know, by outside um, people time to time to, to first AD, but they're, you know, smaller kind of shoots. So sure. I just throw that out there because I'm not like the, you don't the big get, boys. You don't want to get pulled up to like a 100-day production with yeah. a thousand. No, I mean, to... one day that would be cool, but like not. It's not, all right. It's not so, what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> sure. Great, great. Um, what are you trying to do right now? It's hmm. a good, it's a good, uh, we can oh, let's start there. That's it. Or loaded okay. question. <laughs> let's, let's let's dial back a little bit. It's currently we're in the middle of June. Yes. Twenty twenty one. It was an exciting Saturday. This la- I think it was last last Saturday. The the lift happened. Uh, the the COVID. Oh oh oh! Lift. The ban. I'm like, you're are we talking? Just talking non film. Yes. Okay. How are you? How how? Right. Just life in general. Life how does in it general. Feel? I would say that. I'm starting to feel back to how I felt mm. pre-COVID. Like, um, I'm not, it's not that I'm a, like, a. am very much a homebody. So mm-hmm. that actually I really liked for a lot at the start of COVID. I'm like, great. I don't have to think of, yeah. you know, any reasons to have to go out. Um, that being said, I think I forgot how much I do need other things. Um nature other humans even if like sometimes they annoy me i'm like you still need it human interaction human interaction um 
I, I went out with some coworkers last weekend, mm. and I was like, oh, I forgot what this is like. Um, and not that I need to do that all the time, but I think uh, there is something to be said about balance and moderation. And I think for a good part of COVID, I got in kind of hyperdrive mode with working and working and working because there was really nothing else to do. Yeah. And I, I burnt myself out pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, so I'm now just coming out of the burnout phase. Like mm. I'm feeling much more replenished um, and I feel hopeful. Um, work is starting to pick up with film stuff. So it's just great being out and on sets um, more frequently. So I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling motivated. And it's feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. Okay, that's like, good. Yeah, yeah. Is it... Because I know, like, the other side of the coin, of course, is like, oh, my gosh, I'm not ready to go out. This feels weird. I feel exposed. This I don't like this. I mean, but, that's me uh, normally. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm, like, sure. social anxiety. Like, okay. don't, like, hmm. it, it's, it's, it's a thing for me to, like, go out. Um, I've just learned how to deal with that because I'm, you know. You're in like, L.A. I'm in L.A. and just to get anywhere in, in life, you have to go out and get out of your comfort zone. So that was like my baseline. So sure, <laughs> I okay. definitely feel that way. But um, okay. I don't, I think maybe back in March, April, I was feeling like, oh, wait, I don't know if I'm ready. Mm -hmm. um, but now once I'm like starting to do things, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good to keep, keep going. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks for the tea. Oh, of course. There's we have more. <laughs> There's it. more that came. I know. From. Is it helping your? It's fine. Congestion? It's fine. I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. Everybody, don't you worry about. Me. <laughs> um, okay. So there's a couple of things in there we were talking about. Okay. I met you. I know. Um, yeah. I think we, we. I think I've only spent one day of my life with you. I know. Isn't that crazy? And uh, now we're best friends, of course. And oh, um, that was end of 2019. Yeah. And that was for a workshop mm -hmm. uh, for equity crowdfunding. Yes. Kind of research and diving into that whole stuff because we're both people that try to get stuff done and make stuff. And that's another avenue. So yes. I haven't seen you since then. No. <laughs> I know you've been working on stuff because I keep yeah. up. Yes. I do not know what? what. Tell me, so, tell me, where do you want to start? <laughs> where do I want to start? Um, so, yes, equity crowdfunding, that workshop, which so glad that we got to connect and chat. And um, that was a great kind of workshop for me. So along those lines, just learning constantly learning and researching stuff um so i do that mm -hmm. all the time whether that's workshops or you know watching youtube videos you can learn a lot on youtube no, for sure. For sure. um so just within the film world because i didn't come to la i moved to la about three and a half years ago i didn't come to la okay, to okay. be a filmmaker or a pro producer yes. i you know as it happens i came to be an actress Great. Congrats. Uh, thanks. Um, so I, I, I had a lot of experience and knowledge about acting. I've been doing that for a long time, but not as a filmmaker. And that's a whole different world. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like 
I'm playing catch up a little bit because I'm trying to like learn all these yeah. these brand new concepts. Um, I finally feel like I'm at a place where I can like hang with the people that I'm usually around with as like yeah. filmmakers. Yeah. But there was like definitely a learning curve. So I'm just always trying to learn more mm -hmm. about the whole filmmaking process, about producing. And then beyond that, outside of film, just like about being like, like a business because I'm a freelancer and I opened up an LLC last year. And so, um, just thank you. Uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, so it, it is a lot of work and, and I was pretty much doing that anyway for the past few years, but now it's like official. So now I'm like, okay, I'm completely, you know, doing this like sure. this way. So, uh, Luckily, I've had experience with some bookkeeping stuff and office management stuff from my past lives. Um, but doing it for yourself and being the person solely responsible is 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 a lot. So mm -hmm. just learning how to be a a better, more efficient, more um, you know successful entrepreneur, essentially, and business person. So kind of doing all that and learning you know, what I have to do for my yeah. taxes and bookkeeping and all of that stuff. All the stuff. fun stuff. Stuff all that nobody wants stuff. to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, and then with, with film stuff, um, I've been really lucky to have a, a, a few, I will say, uh, anchor people that are always kind of bringing me on to projects. Um, so one of them, uh, Stephen Lamort, um, is it Lamorte? I've never asked Stephen that. Um, but he brings me on um, fairly often to his pro uh, some of these uh, video tutorials he shoots for, for mm. like film gear. They work with We Make Movies. If you've heard of We Make Movies, they're a film group. Um, I feel like I've heard yeah, yeah, they've got a pretty good presence online and they're, they're about education and things like that. Mm -hmm. So he'll bring me on to first AD there, these like video tutorial shoots. So I'll be doing that, you know, once a month or a couple times a month. So it's just a good way to like get on yeah, back yeah. on set and just, um, a lot of, you know, product shots or tutorials or and things like that. So I've been doing a lot more, um, like commercial work, product work. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do marketing as I mentioned for a beverage company. Mm. So I've been with them for over three years now. So I've, from doing that, I've learned how to shoot more product focused material, which yeah. was completely foreign to me. Um, yeah, that's a whole, it's, it's a, a whole, whole other thing. thing. Yeah. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. And the glare on cans from lights is <laughs> the most annoying thing. I believe thing. it. I believe it. Um, so, so been doing that and just like, there's also a bunch of, you know, the film projects that everybody says, I have a script, I have a film. Okay, and, right. And we do. Um, I, I live with my boyfriend and we we work together in the film world. He's been here significantly longer than me, so he's mm. kind of like the veteran. Um, and we, we always have multiple projects in the works at some different stage. Um, the film that I actually was, like, working on when I went to that workshop with you mm, mm. Um, we've kind of put that one on a little bit of the back burner because that one was like this big kind of this bigger thing to tackle bigger budget thing and then COVID happened and yeah. then during COVID 
uh, Paris, my boyfriend, wrote a script of, of what could we shoot in one location, minimal crew, like under these new parameters. So we we actually have two feature films that are oh, at in like various um, phases. So one we're gearing up to shoot next month, mm -hmm. um, mm. and then the, another one we're back and forth with you know the investors and then all that. Sure, sure. Fun stuff. The other fun stuff. The other fun stuff. Um, so it's always kind of, uh, it's like a relay race, I feel. You know, like he'll do something and he'll, he'll get this okay. far on the project and then pass it to me. I'm like, okay, now it's my turn to do this. Like I made the lookbook, the pitch deck for it. Okay. Um, you know, that sounds I, useful. Yeah. So it, it works out where we're all, we're both, uh, you know, we'll take off this hat, put on this hat, you know, for yeah. whatever whatever the project needs um, because we are truly indie like we we do it you know ourselves and and we have amazing friends that are also in the mm -hmm. industry that you know will help us and then we'll help them so I'll yeah. hop on friends projects I shot a short film that I was an actor in um, a couple months ago um, that the director brought me on um, because he hadn't directed in a while but he DP'd previous project that I had him so we're always kind of like mm -hmm. helping each other out more relays yeah more relays <laughs> so I've been running a relay race to uh that's life. answer that that's question life. that's life is that was that the one that you posted about recently on Instagram think so. with the with yes. the cool makeup yeah costume yeah it was like a horror type scary thing. looking yeah it was fun it was a one-day shoot it was amazing to just be an actor it was weird like I like want I felt weird like not Helping, yeah. and I'm like, no, I can just focus on my getting into the zone because I had to be, you know, in a very heightened emotional mm -hmm. state because it's like basically a nightmare that the character was in. Yeah. Um, so I put on headphones, I put on like scary music, you know, just to kind of get there. And it was cool to just be able to do that. I'm usually like yeah, because it had been a while, here. while or ever. That's a, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm sure you've been in that scenario before. So but. before I moved to LA, all I did was acting. Okay. Then I moved to LA, and, you're and all, I was yeah, acting, yeah. but probably producing or you know doing some other sure, role, sure. which I love to do. Yeah, I know how it goes. Yeah. But it's uh, so it's like a luxury when you just have to act in a way. <laughs> Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the situation you want to find yourself. I mean, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think there's something to be said about like doing, kind of doing the hard work, doing things that aren't ideal scenarios or situations for, you know, the first bit of your career, whatever your career is, so that when you do get to the place where now you can kind of focus on a specific lane you appreciate it more, but also you have appreciation for the other people doing those other roles. Yeah. Like that has taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. It also taught me as an actor, most of the time nobody really cares what you're doing because we're all busy behind the camera trying to just make sure we're doing our job correctly. So it took a little bit of the pressure off of me as an actor, mm -hmm. um, the whole you know self-conscious oh, kind of yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. because I understood, oh, they're like, they, they've got their own thing that they're doing. They're, yeah. Not everybody is like listening to everything doing, I'm yeah. saying. And that actually was good for me 
because it, it, you know, I can go in my head and get self-conscious or whatever, um, or think that if we did another take, it must be because I did something not, you know, right. right? And it's like a lot of times it's, that's not even it. It's just, you know, the camera movement or like we got to fix the light or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we lost focus. We lost focus, exactly. the light went out yeah. or yeah. sound or... Yeah, it could be anything. Many things. But it's probably... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably me. Yeah. So <laughs> there's been a lot of, you know, other perks or benefits of working behind the camera. Um, How, yeah. How did you... Um, this is like a... Almost like a, maybe like a filmmaking 101 thing just to shout out to people. Yes. Know. Yes. When... How did you know... How did you get... Why... He moved to LA to be an actor. Yes. Actress. How did what 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 shifted? Like how did you How did I end up decide to be like I'm gonna start else? producing? Right. I'm gonna start getting involved. Right. Like Yes, here, was... let me just fix this little guy real quick. We don't need everybody to see that. Okay. <laughs> um so I didn't ever say this is what I'm going to do. Um, like I'm going to be a producer, I'm going to be a filmmaker. It was never like a, I have this decision and I'm going to do it. I, I fell into it basically, just like I fell into marketing. And the more I did, the more I realized how much mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, so with, you know, filmmaking behind the camera kind of stuff, um, I moved out to LA, uh, in 2017 and I knew Paris, actually. Paris, my, my boyfriend. I, kn I knew him before I moved out here. We had actually met on set in Seattle, where I was living at the time, mm. as actors mm -hmm. on a commercial set. And we had kept in touch, and, like, we would, uh, you know, would always talk film stuff, things like that. And he was one of the only people I knew in L.A. Yeah. And um, I moved down here, and I had nothing to do because when you first move to a new place it's like you don't have a job you don't have friends you, there's it's, you know. it's foundation building time yeah, yeah yeah so he's like oh i have um i'm shooting my music video he, he's in a band as you know his little side thing and they were just shooting a music video for it he's like yeah i'm shooting a music video next week i was like oh cool and he's like yeah you know he gave me a like a small acting role as like you know just like a facial expression one of the office sure. workers or something sure, sure. and then we were chatting he was talking about all these things he has to do for it and like you know promoting it and then like organizing the crew and and the talent and the locations blah 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 and I was like well is there anything I can do to help and he was like oh don't worry about it I was like no like let me help and he's like, well, let me just say this. He goes, usually when most people say, let me help, they either don't know what they're doing and it's not actually helpful. Yeah. Or they, you know, if people aren't getting paid to do something, especially here, like it's easy for people to just be like, oh, I'll help out. But then like their schedules kind of change and then like yeah, it's you not can't a priority, really. Yeah. It's not a priority. So he's like, okay. And he's also very much like, likes to control things so I was like give me one thing that I sh I can do and I think it was a it was like a call sheet and I had never made a call sheet before but he showed me the template sure and I've worked in various jobs where it's essentially the same thing just different information mm -hmm. 
And I was like, okay, da 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 I did it. I'm familiar with call sheets as an actor. So I did it, and he was kind of like, oh, oh. And I was like, I can help you. Like, give me things. So it quickly became but like... You, but you, look, yeah, no. Sure, but you're asking to do things because you're new to L.A. and you just need stuff to do? Or did you know what you're asking was detracting or a different path? So... Like, or, or, I, I'd like to say maybe it's... Or lead to more opportunity kind of thing as an actor. I think I didn't realize, maybe I just didn't consciously realize that what I love to do is being a part of creating something. Mm -hmm. So I think I intuitively knew I wanted to be a part of the project in some way. Um, and I'm, I'm the type of person that I love learning. So if it's something new, I'm like, let me learn, let me learn everything I can about it. Let me ask, pick your brain about it. Um, because new things are just like really exciting to me. Yeah. So I think it was like this attraction to something new, but also I knew it was a part of being a, a part of this bigger project, this, you know, a music video that I, you know, I thought music videos were cool and I had never been sure. in LA. So For like, sure. I didn't realize, you know, there's music videos happening all the time. Um, so I think it was just, you know, the excitement of that. And, and then again, timing is huge. And for me in my life at that point, I just so happened to not have a lot of other things that I had to do. So it's like, let's do this and networking. Like I knew like number one way that you're going to meet people, um, in LA, like you go on set and boom, now you know 15 people that you didn't know before. Right. Um, and actually, yeah, I met a lot of people on that shoot. And, you know, from there you meet other people and there you meet other people. So I think intuitively I knew it was, like, a smart choice. Okay. Um, but I also was just, like, super interested in it. And, um, and I, the more I was doing it, the more I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm putting my mm -hmm. skills to use in a way that like I actually enjoy because I came from being basically a project manager for a construction company, a painting and construction company. Mm. Uh, so a project manager's like assistant. So I did like all of the organizing of teams and personnel yeah, and like, yeah. you know, making sure that the vendors that we need for these things are ready and that the location, the house is like ready with yeah, you all know. the logistics. So yeah. it was interesting because then I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. It's not for a film and I need to get my talent and my, you know, DP mm -hmm, mm -hmm. making sure they're there. But I know how to make sure a location is ready for a specific project that needs to happen that has a very specific timeline and a specific budget that we need to stay on. And, um, you know, I have to deal with the client and make sure that they feel like their, you know, their needs are, are you know, understood. Yeah, yeah. But then I also have to make sure my crew doesn't rebel against me and that they feel like they're being, um, you know, taken care of and that I'm, we're giving everything that they need to do their jobs. So it was interesting because it just, everything started clicking because yeah, yeah. now I'm like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. It's just now for a film and I love film, films. Like I just, even as, you know, before I was a filmmaker, I always loved movies and film. Um, so that was just super fun and it just felt very, very like rewarding. It was filling my well and it just was giving me life. So. I did that and that was a fun experience and then I think like some people in that group 
uh, were like, hey, we want to shoot like a series of short films. And then just from there, it took off and we shot like four short films, you know, within me being here for six months. And then one of them was doing a feature film. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can try and help you. And if you will bring me on to your feature film, I will, you know, and that's how I UPM. So I kind of like mm. learned as I did it. It was a, you know, a passion project film, but I cut my teeth on that. And sure, I had a really sure. good time with the people I was with. Yeah. So, I love it. you know, I think the more I did it, the more I liked it. And then there was a point in my brain where I was like, okay. I am a dime a dozen as an actor here. Like, okay, you know, sure, like sure. it's hard being anything in general. It's hard. Any profession you want to do, I think, is hard. I think just having a profession is hard. Um, as an actor, it's very much based on waiting for somebody to give you a yes, to tell you you can do something, to give you work. Um, and me as a person, is not very good at waiting and like not having control over sure, the final decision. Sure. And I realized that I was getting asked on sets or being asked to work significantly more often as a crew person or behind the camera right. than I was as an actor. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then when I was on those shoots, I would inevitably meet new people and then, you know, it's a ripple effect. So there was this point where I was starting to think about it more um, strategically and thinking like, well, I enjoy being a filmmaker. I enjoy being part of that process. If I continue to do that, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm more likely to kind of make some movement than, you know, as an actor. Um, the other thing is I realized that I liked... Um, I liked being a part of the conversation of what it was that we were creating. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I realized what was important to me was to do projects or to do, to, to have certain topics be things that resonated with me, that I wanted to, to talk about or to work with the team of people that I wanted to talk about. Yeah or wanted to work with rather. Yeah, so yeah. I realized that there was something there that I really liked. And then I get to act in my stuff too. So I'm still getting to act, um, but I, I just had a little bit more control basically. Yeah, you're, you're making, you're, you, like you said, you have a say in the project say, because yeah. it's like, oh, it, instead of just being an actor getting cast mm -hmm. and having no control over the story. Right. There's some control there mm -hmm. on what it's about. So you're mm -hmm. actually like in it mm -hmm. and, uh, and all that. That's, yeah. So yeah. that was really uh, kind of eye-opening for me. And hmm. the more that I started going into that world, the more I started learning about, you know, fe female filmmakers. And, I, and that kind of was just bringing all of like these, wor these passions of mine together because I am very much about, you know, women empowerment and just, you know, helping women uh be, become their own on you know success stories like independently um entrepreneurship all that kind of thing so it was like this also like this little world of very passionate people i'm a very passionate person um that i i felt like oh these are my people like like yes like 
female filmmakers. Yes. And like it gave me something that was bigger than me. You yeah, know, it was yeah. bigger than me. And I think um, even as an actor, I had always had a hard time with being an actor um, because of the I was younger at the time when I had this this thought. Sure, um, sure. Just to prep. Yeah, just. But I remember, you know, I went to originally. I was going to school, college for um, for acting, and there was just this thing where I felt like guilty as an actor because I just felt like selfish. Um, and now I have thought about that, and I've worked through things, and I don't necessarily <laughs> think that anymore and I, I can understand mm -hmm. you know why it's that, bigger yeah. Yeah. but you know the actor's work is very um a lot of it is all individual and it's you know you, you're doing a lot of things on your own yes you have your scene partners yes you take class etc but you know a lot of the work that an actor has to do is on their self sure, um sure. and you're telling the stories and you're honoring those stories um but it's you know, usually somebody else's story, which is, is great. I love, you know, being able to take somebody's idea and then, like, put an interpretation on that right, lab. Right. yeah. But it was kind of like I didn't feel like I was a part of a bigger thing, like a bigger picture, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I am, that is important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, just... I think humanity, like humanitarian causes are really important to me. And so it was, it kind of felt like a disconnect for a long period of my life. Uh, I would say the majority of my 20s, I felt, you know, it, nothing, it wasn't all in alignment. My uh -huh. values, but also what oh, I love to do. Yeah. It's, so it's as like a, as a producer or, or a filmmaker, it was a, more of an avenue of how could I bring those things into better alignment. Um, and that's the process that I've been on for yeah. a while now. Yeah, because that, uh, I don't know, because what I'm thinking is, of course, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of everything that you're saying. Mm. It's very great. I love that you took it upon yourself to get more involved on the behind the camera because, I don't know, there's, a, I don't know if this thought ever went through your head as you were doing it, you're like, oh no, I'm getting too involved on the behind the camera mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Are people going to forget that I'm an actor? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like that, like those kind of thoughts. Totally. <laughs> totally. That's a big one everybody asks. And that's why people are like, oh, I like to always, you know, lead with, or I don't like to tell people I do anything else because then they'll forget that I'm an actor. And that's very true. But I'm like, nobody knows I'm, like, asking me to be an actor anyway right now. Well, yeah. So it, it's a very valid point. Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that point. I don't think for, that but people, should be people there. do think that. And I, I think there might have been a I mean, point. There, there's some truth to yeah, it. Yeah, there's totally the time, is a, a truth. It's and, on you, too. And it's, it's important because you want to... LA is an interesting place where there's no shortage of people in the industry and your people are meeting people all the time. So like the Rolodex is constantly, you right, know, right. Um, being added to. So how people remember you, who like who they're going to think of when they think of actor or think of producer, that's important. Um, so I... I actually found that, like, 
when I would say I'm an actor, you know, people are like, oh, cool. But if I said like, oh, I'm a producer, I produce, or I can, you know, first AD, that like lights people up mm. a lot more because it, it's harder to come by. Paired with the actor or just on their own first um, AD? So it varies. Um, sometimes just on its own, but okay. paired together, um, there's something there for people that want to, you know, create more of a, a long-term kind of working relationship. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're useful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, though. Like, that's what, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest here. I'm thinking that, too. Like, when I'm meeting people, not like, oh, how can I use you? Like, I like you. You're really cool. How can we, like, work together? Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, you can do that? Dope. I don't know how to do that. So there is something to be said about being useful because I'll, I'll be honest. I'm here to work and to advance my career. Sure. So sure. It, there is yeah. strategy there, you know, yeah. and um, it's not necessarily about making friends, which I know sounds horrible. I know that sounds horrible. <laughs> I, I inevitably find friends, but that's not well, like the number one sure, thing, sure. you know, like it's, it's, it's not. You have to, because then that can also be a, a, a road that could go not so good if you're just focusing on having a good time mm -hmm. and doing all the friends things and you know, not focusing on what I came here to do. Um, so, yeah, meeting people, how are you useful? Um, that sounds horrible. No, it's not. Okay, you're saying. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you. That's <laughs> well, I was semi-joking, but it was more, more to the point is when you're talking to people mm -hmm. and you find out, oh, you're an actor, mm -hmm. Me as a director, let's say, I'm th or me as a director, producer, I'm like, okay, that's great, but now I have to write, like, a role for you. Right. It's like work. Yep. Where the first AD, of course, there's still the Rolodex you still mentioned. You mm -hmm. still have to be among the names of mm -hmm. first ADs, mm -hmm. but I, you don't have to, like, the job is the job. The job is already exists. So it's a little bit of a simpler mm -hmm. fit-in, where I like exactly. you. It's, that's an easier, it's easier to right. get you on set and helping me that. And capacity. so that's kind of, it gets your foot in the door. It gets you building a rapport with people. Mm -hmm. You learn who you like working with, um, who you work well with. And then if, you know, down the road people have an idea for an, a concept, well, now they haven't written the role yet they want to write the role and now oh you're the actor and like you're the homie like let me write this role or like sure, well, let's sure. write this role together and that has happened for me where uh, we sure. we are you know there's different groups of people I've worked with um and you know we will either switch off who's going to be the actor this the actors oh, okay, this time okay. or we're all kind of pitching in as talent and as some you know yeah other well okay. i mean let me tell a little story please do i need to get, get some water in these lips <laughs> um so when i was still living in jesus pillow i oh, know no, see i didn't set you up for success it was fine i think i'm just moving all right i initially got in i don't think we've i don't Think we had a chance to talk too much but i wanted to be an actor first okay um and i did that for maybe like three months <laughs> okay but regardless the whole thing was i started producing my own stuff so i could act and this was back when i was in reno before i moved to la and then um at a certain point i was able to go freelance 
on the on the production side, and I ended up on this on this bigger movie that came to town. Okay. And I ended up being the personal assistant to the director, mm. and I got to witness the. It was like a seven million dollar project. Wow. So it was kind of like a big. Yeah. It was the biggest project that's come to that town in who knows how long. So regardless, I got to witness the process of watching the local talent try to get on this set mm. because I was on as a crew member mm-hmm. and people are like hardcore. I mean, people that are dreaming of being an actor specifically, they're not really casting the speaking roles from that town right. to be the actor. So it's like the best chance to get on is like as a background player. Mm-hmm. They had a couple speaking roles that maybe a one line here, whatever. So it was weird watching friends that I had that are pursuing acting come on mm. as background, and then they're scrounging for that 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 much attention, that much time, even just get on set. Mm-hmm. And then I'm over here as the personal assistant, <laughs> and whenever they needed to throw a background player in. It was you. I was just like, a, right. it was like, hey Eddie, get get it. So you got that anyway. It was, like, it, was like, it was like a prison movie. <laughs> so like, I had to put on the orange, the orange thing, mm-hmm. and just like jump in a cell or whatever, or mm-hmm. be a part of a thing. And like, I'm in the final cut a couple of times, but like, I got a, I got a, I got an extra like nine times, and friends of mine that were trying to come right. and be extras mm-hmm. showed up like one day for a thing, and I'm like, well, if you want to get on set. Get on the crew, and that's what you're... High five there. No, high five, because that's what we're saying. If you want to get on set, get on the crew, honestly. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, and just don't be shy that you want to be there. I've seen seen first ADs. It's weird. (laughs) First AD buddies that are first AD, a a music video, and Mm -hmm. end up being like a, a big player in front of the camera. I'm like, how does that work? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yep. But regardless, it happens. Yep, so. it does happen. No, so, okay, so you originally wanted to be an actor. Yeah, I don't think I knew that part. Well, it's just a classic, like, growing up and enjoying movies. Do you think it's because that's the the like position that most mainstream that's people, people see? That's what see. people so see when you watch a movie. You think that that's what you want, but it's not necessarily once you see what yeah. else exists. Once you once you get familiar with the process and what goes into it, mm-hmm. I realize that that's not where I that's not where I fit, and it's not what I'm good at. And what I was good at was producing the thing for me to be in. Yep. Was like the fun so stuff. So it sounds like we had similar experiences in that. Minus way. minus, I let go. You of the totally acting. let go of the acting. Yeah, and I've thought. Not that I've ever thought about that since I moved to LA, but mm-hmm. I qu- I quit acting for for some time. Sure. So there after LA, not after LA. Before. Before LA, okay. so I originally oh, yeah. yeah. So I was originally going to school, like I said, for acting. I was going to NYU, it, so eighteen studying acting in New York. Straight out of the gate, okay. Straight out of the gate, and I had been acting, you know, and things up to that, and I had been doing. Um, dance and singing, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Always wanted to be a theater actor. So I wanted stage. to do theaters. Stage. stage. Yeah. Um, and then there there was this moment where I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this. This isn't what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. And I transferred out 
I said. You jumped into construction. Yeah. I, I jumped. No, I got a health degree. I got a science degree in health and education. Okay, okay. So I did that, but I would do like the musicals at that school, you yeah, know, like still, still like still, still dabble. dabbling. Um, and that actually took a few years for me to get back into it. I, I would say like the first two years after leaving NYU, it I was, was like. straight school. Yeah, I was like, no can't do it can't look yeah, at it yeah um because it was kind what, of devastating what, in yeah a way. what 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 took you there and what brought you out what's uh so i think i was you know like many 18 year olds had no idea what i really wanted to do or like had this vision of what things something was and then it's not right you right, know yeah. um and that was actually when I had the mm, thought of mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was, like, making a difference or, like, felt like I wasn't okay. doing anything for the greater good. Um, and that has always also been really important to me. Hence the health degree. I've always been interested in health and wellness. Yeah. So it was kind of like, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to help people. <laughs> sure. That's great. Um, That's great. So <laughs> I got a health degree. Um, I and. I was doing, I was a health educator um, for a few years outside of, right after college. Mm -hmm. And I was helping teens. That's primarily what I was doing. I worked with youth, underprivileged youth, um, and it was about just kind of preparing them mm. for adulthood. But, you know, whether that was getting into college or, you know, helping them with school or helping them find what is their spark. So I was helping them with, you know, make could, that little see, short I could, I film. I can see where this is going, yeah. Make, do this. And we would have shows and they would be filming and I would be telling them, like, go after it. And I realized I was always, like, at the end of the day, even though it did feel great to help a teen and to help a younger person, and that was awesome, I was like, I'm not doing that for myself right now because I just wish I was them. Mm -hmm. I wish that I was the one yeah, doing that yeah. and not. And so it took a lot of try. I, even after that, I still didn't, you know, sure, accept sure. it. Um, but I moved to Seattle right after that. I mean, I, I did the fitness industry for a little stint after because that's when I was like, okay, I want to get back into acting and, you know, pursuing that. What do you mean by fitness stint? What does that mean? So, like uh, you were a cycling I, coach? I was a group fitness instructor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. for real. Um, because I was like, okay, easy transition from the health field. I'm already doing that. I was already teaching, like, you know, physical fitness movement and, and wellness stuff, yes. movement. Um, and I grew up as a dancer. So I it was easy to kind of get that certification. It was an easy transition. And I was like, I can work at a gym and it can be more flexible to allow me to do these things like acting and, and doing films. And I actually did shoot, was in a feature film at that point in my life, in oh, that nice. hometown. Very cool. It was my first feature ever. Um, but I was able to do that because I had a lot more flexibility. Whereas when I was, you know, being the youth educator, it, ta it took that's, up like... That's, that's what you did. That was what I had to do. And I had very little time or energy to put towards mm -hmm. anything else. I needed a job that didn't necessarily take all of the power. The energy. All the hour. Uh, hour. <laughs> all of the power <laughs> and the energy. Um, so I, I was in the fitness world for a bit. And then I moved to Seattle um, 
with my boyfriend at the time, we, we wanted to move to the West Coast. I had wanted, by that point, to move to L.A. I was like, I want to get to L.A. You wanted to move to L.A., but you moved to Seattle. Right, because, it like the, okay. it, hey, it's still, like, a lot closer sure, than sure. I'm it's from a Boston area. So, like, it's still a lot closer than that. Um, so, went to Seattle, and actually, I did some really great training in Seattle um, as an actor. They have some, they have fantastic theater there. Um, so I volunteered at the theater as like an usher. I was just trying okay, to yeah, yeah. be immersed in it as be much as possible. It, yeah. um, and it was the first time I was living in like a big city, you know, where there is art and like things happening. So I was just like soaking that in and I was taking acting classes. And then one of the classes I took was acting for the camera, but we, it was director students and acting students and we would get paired in like these groups. Oh, okay, okay. So it was interesting because things the teacher or the instructor would be, you know, coaching the director students on, I, I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, things that I probably wouldn't yeah, have yeah. been, like, trying to learn about. Yeah. I was learning about it just, just by, by, by being there. Sure. Um, and I, I do think that that might have planted a little bit of a seed of, like, how to look at film different because that's where I made the transition from was stage there, to film. Was there a specific thing that you recall them saying in that room? Oh, that, so many things, which are going to sound silly now. I want to hear it. Um, yeah. So... Cause I, I always, I'm, I've, I've seen those director workshops on yeah. kind of flyers. I'm like, yeah. like I... <laughs> I mean, I don't... It's an interesting concept to me. For, yes. for some reason, I don't know why, but it sounds kind of cool. Like, I'm just curious on how you direct a director to direct. But So, it was, these are like brand new directors. So, again, it's in Correct. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. a lot of the things that they're learning is, um, like, really basic stuff. So, like, a two-shot and a one-shot and, mm -hmm. like, um, you know dirty shooting it dirty like terminology sure, sure, stuff sure. which as an actor I knew some of it but like other things I just never because again I came from stage acting so right, right. even more so film concepts weren't as you know well known to me so I was learning film concepts yeah by doing this class um and um even being like lens aware as an actor like you know, I remember the instructor, and I was like, oh, I didn't think of that. Or, like, yeah. things that you can do as an actor to just, like, help everybody out sure. just a little bit more. And it, it does make a difference. And, yeah. and you know, it, it was a good space to kind of learn with other people who are learning. And then, like, we would shoot a scene. Um, so kind of like a regular acting class where you work on a scene it's with a nice scene partner. space, yeah. Yeah, scene partner. Um, it, uh, and then they would, we would shoot it in class and then the ed the director would like edit the shots together. In the moment. Um, I think before the next in. class yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's not like it looks beautiful, but it's like, oh, how would you It's just fundamentals. Take, yeah. How would you take a scene? Because the, here's the other thing in class, you, you, you pretty much rehearse as if it's a play. You do the scene all the way through tip a lot of times. Sometimes we'll stop you and whatever, but I was always very used to just doing the scene, whereas when in this class they would do it as you would shoot, which is, you know, you get the coverage of this person, now we're going to do that same bit and get your coverage more yeah. of like the way you shoot film. So it was also a good learning experience for me to learn that before, you know, I come down to LA and I'm like, huh? Like, yeah. wait, why do we have to do this again? We yeah. just did it. <laughs> yeah, um, 
so yeah, that was a that was really kind of a great learning experience. And then moved to LA three and a half years ago. Did it? I done did it. And I'm still here. You done did it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <sighs> How long have you been here? Two and a half. Okay. I I had a feeling you and I got here at a similar time because yeah, I remember you, you were a year ahead. Yeah, I remember talking to you. New Mexico. Well, you were in Reno. You said. Yeah. And then you just shot in New Mexico. Correct. Now, did you know, like, do you, did you know people there? I was originally born in Albuquerque. Oh, see, New I Mexico. knew that. I looked up your birth certificate. I was, born, I was born in Albuquerque. Grew up in this tiny town called Trauma, New Mexico. Oh. Three hours out of Albuquerque, population 1,000 people. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I grew up, small. like, in a trailer park. My, my, my different family members were all, all, were all around, like, we, not we, like, not my family, but, like, my uncle or my great-gramps, like, owned the gas station, and oh, wow. my great-gramps was the first mayor of the town. Like, he really helped with getting it That's going cool. and stuff. So, we moved when I was a kid in second grade, and okay. I grew up in Reno. Okay. Through college. So, pretty much, I call it my two hometowns. Feel that? Feel yeah. that? Yeah. So, you wanted to talk about I want to talk about you. Oh, no. Yes, I do. Yes, all right. So, so I mentioned New Mexico. Right. There's also, okay, there's two movies that I've directed. First one was It's What's on the Inside. Okay. That one released in April. Congrats. Thank you. That's a, amazing. Crazy. That was very cool. I have so many questions. <laughs> and uh, so that one, yeah, I moved to L- L.A. in, in uh, November 2018, and we shot it in 2019 2020 was post-production pretty much and figuring out all the stuff mm-hmm. released like i said just a few months ago two months ago um so that's that one and then i just came back from trauma and did a 18 day feature out there okay 18 days yeah and then you also did a short at Right, because I saw that you had done I, a short. And, I've, uh, and I always dabble in uh, in producing stuff okay. on the side. So I directed maybe like three or four or five or six. I don't know how many right, shorts shake. I made. Okay, yes, yeah. okay. Okay, so what, you, what, what, what do you, what's the, oh, I'm gosh, happy to talk about whatever. Where do I begin? Um, so, well, <laughs> let me back up for a second. Sure. So you sh- when did you shoot... Can you remind me the name it's of it? It's what's on the inside, or it's the what's New on Mexico, the New Mexico, no, yeah. yeah, it's what's on the inside. When did you shoot that? We shot. Um, the timeline goes. I started writing in January 2019. Okay. With a plan to shoot it that year, mm-hmm. so we crowdfunded in June, July, maybe, and then we shot in August. Okay, so I by think? the time you did the workshop where we met you had already shot it i already shot the feature okay okay so how did you how were you able to do that so quickly after moving to la that's a good how (laughs) that's not okay (laughs) but you know you can see why i'm asking that because like did you use crew that you you knew like i had heard that it is a little unheard of for that to happen i don't know how i did it but i can try to explain it to you please <sighs> all right 
let's let's rewind a little bit. Um, in Reno, like I mentioned, I was producing my own stuff mm-hmm. initially, so I can act, and then secondarily because I changed my mind and I'm like blah blah blah. blah. So uh, I was working with the community primarily mm-hmm. because Reno is a non-film town. I'm sure you're probably familiar with the kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Everybody is desperate to get involved in something. Yep. Yep. Nobody knows where to go or who to who's making stuff or where who had to even even do it. Mm-hmm. So like I was able to build up credibility through the through. I just kept making stuff. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I can attract better and better people as I was making more stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was always community-based volunteer stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like never paid for Like it was whatever, volunteer time. Let's mm-hmm. make something cool. And then, um, so I got really good <laughs> at uh, making stuff for no money with cool good people that wanted to be included in in whatnot so we i made i produced maybe like 70 short films over that span like we were doing two short films a month at a certain point for like a year was it the same like group of crew it was it's called the reno film collective now um did you like did you found that i found i found they don't do anything anymore after i left which is which is a thing. But regardless, yeah, I founded the community kind of like That's it wasn't great. necessarily the plan. But as more and more people kept getting mm-hmm. involved, I had this like Facebook group, like a secret Facebook group that I invite people into once they showed up to set. So my one ask was mm-hmm. you don't get added to the group until you show up. Because I talked to too many people that want to be a part, but you're officially joined in by showing up. Easy as that. So that grew to over like 100 people or so. So it was like we'd rotate because otherwise you'd get burnt out quick mm-hmm. with that kind of thing. So I would produce without directing. Like I would just be like, oh my gosh, you're great. Do you have yeah. an idea? Yeah, yes. let's, let's, let's surround you with some people and let's make Love a thing. It. And I, the bread and butter was the one day shorts. It was like, keep it mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it condensed. Keep it small and we'll get it done. Um, so again i developed the skill of just meeting with people talking to people getting them excited to be a part and getting them to show up mm-hmm. so i did that for like 5 years so you you learned how to like corral people and like be a leader in yeah, pretty much in that, which is huge so you had like a jump start there because you had been doing and it. then i'd been doing it consistently for a long enough time to when i moved to la mm-hmm. i just did the same thing rinse and repeat and uh i would i would land on set as a script supervisor that's right i remember when we met you had told me you were a script supervisor yeah. in addition yeah so uh that's how to get on sets and I had purposefully avoided doing a feature in Reno. Like that was a that was a pressure thing from certain directions. It's mm. like Eddie, you make so many short films. Mm-hmm. You gotta like make a feat, you know, make something bigger. I'm like, oh, you can't make something bigger without money, or it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Because the like I said, the bread and butter was getting people to show up for one day. It's hard enough, mm-hmm. okay. So getting people to show up for eighteen days. You usually need a little incentive for that, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when I got to L.A., um, the, the the switch finally hit with, like, 
Eddie, you're in Los Angeles now. It is time mm-hmm. to make a movie. You made enough shorts, make a feature. And then once that switch was flicked, do you flick a switch? Yeah, you moved. Them. Yeah. Whenever the spark was ignited. Yeah, but when <laughs> when that switch was hit or whatever, uh, I was like, well, I guess 2019, I'm making a movie, and I've only been here two months, but um, next year, let's write it, let's build my whole timeline. So I don't know how I did it. Okay. But you you wrote it. I wrote it and I directed and, it and I produced it okay. and I edited it. Was the the idea? something that you had had kicking around for a while so you were like i'm gonna do this let me think of something (laughs) which both ways can work i'm not like a writer but from writing friends i know sometimes i've heard that about songwriting too sometimes it just like comes to you or sometimes like you have it and like toy around with it for a long time i wish i had a I wish I had a bunch of ideas going on up there. I didn't really have anything. So, so where do you start? So I started with, I had an actor that I knew okay. was committed to lead the movie. Okay. And I knew some options on where we could shoot. So I was like, all right, I need to keep it. Like, like, kind of like you mentioned about mm-hmm. the contained story, yep. blah, 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 blah. So that was kind of the, the start. Is I, I'm not going to have much money, but... I haven't crowdfunded yet, so mm-hmm. I did the Kickstarter mm-hmm. for it. So I was were like, you All successful? Right. Like, how did, did I, you my, have a... my ask was five thousand? <laughs> okay. And I got twelve. Amazing. So, because uh, I don't think some advice that I got was ask for the very least I've amount. Heard that too. Yeah. The very least amount you need. Like, what do you actually need? And I'm yeah. like, that I can make it for that. But then I wanted like thirty. Thirty was like my dream. Mm-hmm. Five was the ask. And then once I hit five, it was difficult to... I was like, oh, people think I'm done. I'm like, no, we're not done. I want to hit 30. But we got 12. Um, Yeah. So you came... How did you come up with the idea? Like, where did you start? You knew the actor. You knew, like, this... Yeah, she... uh, Well, the idea was I want to keep one character in a space for a very long time. Yep. (laughs) So what kind of character is that and I'm like well she's probably afraid of going outside she's probably got a lot of anxiety she's probably blah 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 and then somebody told me oh it sounds like she's agoraphobic Mm -hmm. and I'm like what is agoraphobia I don't know what that is so I did my research I'm like yeah that's about that seems interesting and Mm -hmm. then I'm like okay sweet and there's that now let me contrast that with like what does she do from home Mm -hmm. how does she survive I'm like oh she life coaches of course because it's opposite of what Something mm-hmm. in that position. Always yeah. So that's that was a start of like, cool. Mm-hmm. And then the characters, you know, getting her out of her shell, kind of giving, getting her mm-hmm. back into the world. It was like, all right, there's probably... Because in today's day and age, it's easier than ever to shell yourself off from the world and block mm-hmm. yourself because you can order everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to talk to a human if you don't mm-hmm. want to. It's COVID kind of, made it even easier. And COVID encourages it. <laughs> Encourage contactless delivery. It's like, don't even need to say so hi. So it's very scary. Mm-hmm. Because then who is going to, how, when you, when you find yourself in that spiral mm-hmm. of, of anxiety of not wanting to go out, there's really nobody to pull you out of that. Mm-hmm. You're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit. But that's kind of where it started. 
That's uh, even before it was before COVID. So. so that's what I'm. I was thinking that I had a few thoughts there. Did you know that you were like <laughs> no right? Yeah. Did you know what you were writing is gonna resonate real? Is resonating real hard right now? That was great. Um, which is get amazing. Lucky, get lucky sometimes. Yeah. Um, it also. It. I just watched on Netflix. Um, Woman in the window, maybe. Uh, the woman. It's uh, what's her face? A Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yes. I saw that trailer. Yes, it, it's, it's... the trailer came out before my movie came out and all that kind of stuff. Really? And, and I was like, oh no. But Amy... see, that's I and I would be curious to hear about you what you feel about that. No, about I like watch the movie, but... when you see an idea or you see somebody else has done something that's kind of like your thing. Because the actress is kind of like. Well, she's an older version in the higher caliber name-wise uh -huh. of the same actor that I have. So I'm like, oh, it's like a very similar vibe mm -hmm. there. She talks about having agoraphobia straight mm -hmm. up. My character never brings it up. Interesting. Um, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, no. But then the trailer kept going and the genre was different. So it was like a thriller. It was. Mm -hmm. I don't quite like the direction they took with that. I have my own comments about it. I also love Rear Window, which is an Alfred Hitchcock movie, and I uh -huh. feel like there might have been a little bit of an homage there. So I'm like, the woman in the window. Uh, I was a little bit like had higher expectations, but that's so. Tell me, tell me, I'm not gonna watch it. So what? What? You know, so first of all, I on on paper I thought it would be great because I love thrillers. I, I I really like Amy Adams. Um, Gary Oldman, Oldman's in it. In it. Um, Tracy Letts wrote it, and Tracy Letts wrote. Um, he's a really well-known playwright, but he also writes screenplays and acts, and he was also in it. So I was like, oh, this great writer wrote it. Um, you know, it had to do with agoraphobia and like staying in a house and like. That stuff is, like, the concept was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Julianne Moore's in it. Like, okay. I was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, sure. no problem. And then I was just like, it just, I think my expectations were too high for it. Sure. The acting was phenomenal. Like, that was great. I just felt like they went in a direction with it that was unsatisfying. Was it too... Because my, my initial gut from just the trailer was like, this is too sexy. It's oh, too... Not, not Not necessarily... Like, it feels amped when it feels like downplay it a little bit, make it a little bit more suspenseful versus like a thriller, straight up action thriller. Yeah. Like, it doesn't quite pair with agoraphobia. Yep. Uh, you know what? That's a really good way to kind of say it. it and, so. and again, um, there are a lot of like parallels between that and Rear Window, um, mm. which is uh, where the guy has like a broken leg and he's a photographer. So he's housebound, apartment bound, and he witnesses something okay. in the apartment building across the way and he sees everybody. Uh, so that happens in Women in the Window. She's agoraphobic, but she watches out of her like window big, at her neighbors. There's a, my favorite actor, Shia LaBeouf. I was going to say Disturbia. Shia LaBeouf, yes. Disturbia. Yes. Is the same. I actually really like Disturbia. I Disturbia's saw it great. all those years ago, but I remember being like, and I liked it, it because it, it's very good. it was, was Megan Fox in that too? No. Okay, that's yeah, that trans, been cool Transformers. Yeah. Because there, I, I the saw The girl that. next door, I don't think she did much after that. Oh, um, uh, I think it's, I know who you're talking about. Oh, it's not I Megan Fox. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Rear Window, what was great about it 
is the subtlety, <laughs> the subtleties and the nuances, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I really appreciate about it. And yeah, I think yeah. Women in the Window might have just been a little too action-y for me and the ending just really unsatisfied, left oh, okay. me very unsatisfied. To, to say well, sorry to hear about that. Well, uh, you know, and I feel bad because making movies is really hard. So I always like preface that like it's easy to, you know, fault things and critique things and, and you know, find all the flaws and things. Um, but I also acknowledge like getting a movie made is really difficult. So, yes you know. And yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. What, so what's the no if, part if of that? If you're Netflix... And you have you can throw money at Amy Adams and this writer, and it's easy enough to get people in a room to to make something. Mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. if you if you have like you can literally just pay money and it's going to get done. This is true. But this is true. And I feel like it kind of I don't know. No, I I think that's a really makes good. It too easy. It, I think that's a really good point. I think what's also interesting because um, I also think about things through a marketing lens now okay, sure. as well is you know and this is the age-old question do you create something that you know is art because you want to create it and it's what you want to see and screw it if nobody else finds it interesting or wants to watch it sure. or do you create something you know that's a little bit more appealing to what the people want to see you know and from you know a Netflix perspective or so where yeah, their business is you know trying to it's a business at the end of the day you want customers you want people to keep returning so you have to you know give content that your consumers want to watch yeah, I don't know. They, they have a hundred plus million subscribers and there's now they're competing be, with each other. There's going to be niche. There's going to be niche stuff. In and you know what? I think that's fun. what what we have are finding more and more. More like that. There's so many different ways to consume content and and platforms where content can be. There is now more of these niches that people can find their tribe, so to speak. Find like these really obscure that's the trick. things. That's the trick. So I actually think we are moving maybe a Hope little so. slow Hope so. to a whole different way of consuming film tv you know whatever you want to call yeah, it um and it's less dictated or will be less dictated by the people putting it out or the companies you know broadcasting it whatever you want to call it um and more by what who the people are because pe people can now have so much more of a say and be a part of the conversation yeah. um, and and making now here's the thing feature films is different is different than just say let's say you know a, sh a short sure. five minute you know video on YouTube or something like that but that being said it's more accessible to put out content for people. So you're hearing and you're seeing these stories being told by somebody that maybe never would have gotten the chance to have their You're talking about the five-minute short on YouTube? Or what are, you, what are you referring to? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> not one specifically, uh -huh. but I'm just saying, like, because of the internet <laughs> and these platforms, it's making it easier for anybody. Oh, you get your stuff out. Sure. 
to get it out there. Now, there, that's a double-edged sword because now there's just a lot of content and a lot of it's not very good quality. But it also means that some of the other people, the storytellers, whatever you want to call them, writers, directors, filmmakers, who wouldn't have had the opportunity to have an audience and have that platform back in you know the yeah, day, yeah, yeah. now are able to do that and then they can find their people, their viewers that like love it. And now all like these niche things can crop up because it's not just this one, you know, company or, or you know, um, broadcasting company that has to appeal to the masses because that's what's going to count. So we have to do yeah. the content that the majority of the people are going to appreciate. There's, there's room now. And there, there's... Well, there's always been room. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't no, know. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I don't know. I, I think it was hard. Like, I grew up without cable television. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, so I didn't... I knew what it was like to, like, not have access to film and content and TV that, like, other people had access to. And it was hard to, like, learn new things. I love nonfiction, so I would, I'd watch documentaries. I love documentaries. Oh, that's great. Um... PBS was great, loved my PBS, um, but you know now I can Google something and watch a f an hour and a half YouTube video um, about that somebody it's put dangerous, together. Dangerous, that's dangerous. <laughs> it, 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 it's dangerous as far as like time. <laughs> time. No, I'm up. thinking of the conspiracy YouTube video. Oh well, yes, and now it's just like anything else the more control you have over things or the more options you have, the more it's up to you to discern what is, you know, quality. It's like yeah. that with food, too. Like, you have now you have to be that much more of, like, an informed consumer, you know? So there's, there's so many different ways to look at it, but I think overall we're moving in a different direction and, um, I, and in a direction that I'm hoping yeah. I can help, you know, be a force to help with that transition of it kind of a coming up with a new not coming up with but doing a new way of getting film made and getting film mm. out there and like who's getting to tell the stories um how who's involved with that who gets to see it who you know like all that kind of stuff um yeah. through this lens of accessibility and um, I've just, that's something that I've really, has piqued my that's interest great. quite a bit. I, I don't think about it too much. No? Right, and that's the thing, that there, there's two different, there's so many ways. But I think I so feel like I ways. should be thinking about it. There's not, I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way. You know what I mean? As long as whatever you're doing is, is aligning with whatever makes you well, feel fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, but there's always a question, too, when you're making something. It's like, who's the audience? Yep. And where do, you, where do you want this thing to land? Mm -hmm. Where is it going to land? And Again, it almost feels like an actor thing where it's like, well, I don't know where it's going to land. You just mm -hmm. have to make it, and mm -hmm. hopefully somebody likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are the things that you do think about when you're well, creating? Because mine, I'm still a baby director, so <laughs> I'm just, it's what's on the inside was about can I do it. Love that. Can I do it, get it done, get it out. Mm -hmm. Cool, did it. Number two was about I've already done it, now let's really do it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Now let's really do it. Mm -hmm. And what's the difference? What's the now let's really do it? What does Well, I, I didn't have do? the pressure on myself of can I do this? Like it was like you can do this. Mm -hmm. Now just be awesome. It, and there's like this freedom to just like lean into thyself. And I've had two years since that experience mm -hmm. too to just be like mulling over the process and being on other sets and directing some shorts and finding my comedic more voice. Mm -hmm. So I can explore that avenue more. Mm -hmm. um, but that was kind of the thing was just it felt very free and very like this is I feel exactly like who I should be. This is exactly whatever. I have no pressure whatsoever. It's great. And it was great. <laughs> he says this. He looks away. <laughs> no, it was great. It was lovely. I loved every moment of it. What would you say were like the biggest things you had learned from the first one that you like either did well, differently or you're like, oh, I am going to do that again. Well, before we jump into that, did you want to hear about how I got my crew for the first one? Or my God, I know. Wanna... I always come back we can, to, we can... to conversation oh. points. All right. So I do we'll, want to I just want to get lost. Oh, I will come back. I'm notorious for doing this in conversations. <laughs> okay, so right now you're asking about what I learned from number one to number two? Yes. Uh, the biggest thing was... Knowing, this is more of like an overall producer-director thing, I think, was uh, understanding what I need to fix before we start shooting was like the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. When I made it, it's what's, on, it's what's on the inside, I knew there were some issues with the script. And I was like, well, I still have two more phases to go. Mm -hmm. I still have director ready that gets his hands on this. He could figure something out on the day with the cast to kind of smooth this over. Mm -hmm. And then there's still, after that shot, there's still the edit, where editor Eddie gets in here, and he figures out a way to smooth it out. And so I took that a little bit for granted on the first one, where I'm like, well, I just don't have time to smooth out the script, because I got my deadlines, and I'm working by myself as a writer. Mm -hmm. Full steam ahead. Let's do it. And then, the, and then the issue came up on set. And then the issue came up in the edit. And I was like, oh, I knew it. it was, I, it's like I knew it was there. And I didn't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So then the second time, I'm like, we have some issues here. Fix it now. And it made everything much better. And it was like smooth. It's a lot easier to fix on a page than fix a <laughs> post. <laughs> so that was, but I knew that. Mm-hmm. But it may have been like a little bit in the back of my mind just to test the theory and stuff mm -hmm. and whatnot. I was like, okay, yeah, it holds. It holds. Yeah. It did not go away. That That's, uh, and then what would you, was there anything that you did the first time that you thought did work really well that you just wanted to maybe optimize or that you did again? No, it, it felt like number two was exactly that all around. Mm. Where I loved my team and I trusted everybody and I respected everybody's time and mm -hmm. the only difference, no, I just did the same thing again on that realm. That's, that's great. I don't know. So with your crew, um, this goes back to what we were talking sure. about, about how you got your crew for the first film and then... You know, for the second one, did you keep using the same people, or did you know? Was it's interesting. There a in the there? the crew. I didn't have anybody from the first movie. 
work on the second one. Okay. <laughs> That's my short answer. Can I can I ask if that was intentional or is because that can happen uh, for a myriad here's, here's, of reasons. Here's, here's, again, baby director, producer here. Just trying to make stuff. Yeah. First time we had 12K from the Kickstarter to play with. Mm -hmm. So I'm primarily asking people to come in, either A, volunteer, B, sub, low, rate. Mm -hmm. Those are the two asks. Yeah. There's really no, I, the budget would be gone on one person. Mm -hmm. if, um, so then the second one was, we have time right now. We're all desperate and eager yep. because of the year of the year that wasn't. So... I was like, I have this idea. I have a place we can shoot. <clears throat> and we have time on our side. So I'm good to take the last three weeks of May. Mm -hmm. I don't have a store yet again. Again. You just. <laughs> again. Go for it. And it was kind of in that vein of, uh, hey, me asking people once again, mm -hmm. let's make something because because all those reasons mm -hmm. and I was able to assemble a team that way mm -hmm. it's like I can I can pay to help get you there I mm -hmm. can house you and I can feed you we just gotta we just gotta get there and we'll do that's it pretty, that's, that's still that's, something that's kind of like the simplified version of how that one went mm -hmm. so I knew based on the experience of the first one I'm like I feel first of all really bad asking mm -hmm. I was like I know my first movie Mm -hmm. You were there, and you volunteered your time. This one's a longer commitment, and it's not even in L.A. Yeah, yeah. You're down to... Right. You know, yeah, so it was more... Plus, I'd met a bunch of people, mm -hmm. uh, did some shorts, like I said, that I got a... Everybody on my crew, I, of course, worked with before. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were, yeah, so everybody was great. That's and, awesome. And, and it was, like, the, yeah. ideally the only big ask, and everybody had something, you know, to get out of it and whatnot. That's a, that's great. I think when there is like that intrinsic motivation, so to speak, when there's something burning in the people to, to do it, hungry. it's huge. Hungry. And I did uh, note, I actually shot more short, like short films or, or whatever you want to call it, content during COVID than I ever had because people were available mm -hmm. and people were just like Hungry. itching to create. And we did this thing talk, uh, talking about your, <laughs> yeah. can I do it? We were like, can we shoot a short film in a weekend, you know, with just uh, five people for cast and crew? Yeah. So two casts. You can make a feature like that too. And well, not it a was, weekend, it not was, a weekend. Yeah. It, and, um, and we did it. Like we, we absolutely did it. We learned plenty of things from it. But again, that was like right when the first break of COVID happened, right when like things started to like somewhat ease up because I was like in a bubble. Last August and stuff? It was last June, okay, July. Kind of early. It, it was very early. So it was friends. And sure, like sure. we. I'm not judging. No, no, just... but it was early. It was, and that's the thing. That's how like eager everybody was because nobody had done anything and so like it was me paris my uh good friend fran who i was like she was in my bubble and like two other people um that were in the bubble <laughs> sure, so sure. we're bubble, like okay we team. can't open it up to more people but uh airbnbs were starting to like let 
people rent out. Oh, okay, so we rented okay. out an Airbnb just to have like a nice weekend away, yeah. but we also shot a short film with just us. And we made it. We figured it that's out. What, that's what triggered me for the New Mexico movie. Oh, okay. Because I had an acquaintance that I follow on Instagram. Uh-huh. And she had a movie that got accepted into South By. Nice. And they did the Airbnb five-person cast and crew feature. Feature? Do you know how many days they shot? I think it was two weeks. Okay. They, wow. Wow, yeah. that's cool. See, and that's a way that I would like to, like, scale the, the thing. Now I'm like, okay, we could do a short. Can we do a feature? You yeah. know, like I, I think I'm, I share your kind of experimental and build on it mindset. Like, let's start here. Can we do that? Okay, we could do that. How do we like, you yeah, know, just kind of find the tweaks on the, on the short. Yeah, on the, yeah. yeah. That totally. Um, I think that that is Honestly, the way I learn best is by doing and making my own mistakes. And, and I could have somebody be like, oh, you're not going to want to do that because X, Y, and Z. And I'll hear it. But until it actually happens, like, it, it hits you different. Well, I mean, yeah. And then, of course, a lot of the stuff you hear from people is just their own fears of, can't do that without this you can't do that without this and it's like well i i can do that without that so it's just poor wording right so you gotta you gotta really see what yeah yeah so like like we're saying like you you gotta fix the issues in pre Mm -hmm. it's like well you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to there's just a few different it's very helpful no and that's a huge point is is what matters to you might be different than what matters to somebody else. So they're like, oh, you have to do this. Oh, yeah. But it's not necessarily well, matters quite the same way to you. So yeah. you would do th- things differently anyway. So I think learning what advice to, you know, keep from people and what advice to just be like, all right, that doesn't, yeah, you know. Because I, I think for me. before I made It's What's on the Inside and I was asking for advice from everybody, mm-hmm. I know um, people are kind of telling me how much money I would need to shoot the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't know. Okay. There's that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I thought I had another point in there too. Something else. I forgot what it was. But... um, Well, advice, like, you know, and asking people for advice and learning. I don't know. It was something along the lines of my takeaway was mostly you don't understand. You don't understand what I'm trying to do here, what my priorities are. I'm not trying to get A-list actors as my two leads Mm -hmm. and afford those people and... Make it with That's a 60-person production team over the course of two months. Or whatever the mm-hmm. thing is. Like, no, no, no. I've never made a feature before. I just want to make one. But whatever. I don't know. No, I think that's huge is, um, and important. I try and keep this in mind if anybody asks advice of me. Okay, yeah. What is, are you trying to do? Is, yeah, what, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know, because... I could give you advice, but if I'm thinking about it through like what how I would do that or what I would want to try and do with yeah. a feature, then I'm not really helping. So I try and ask questions of that person 
to see what type of yeah. advice would make sense or resonate or be applicable. No, for sure. And I think that that's a big thing is weeding through all of that and from the recipient perspective, especially being new to LA. There's plenty of people that can tell you what they did or, you know, and I think that's, I do think sharing experiences and very telling you. Yeah, I that's think like, let's today. keep going. Like, let's talk. That's how you find things out. Yeah. And I think, like they say with everything, take it with a grain of salt. Like, that might yeah, yeah. resonate for you. That might be applicable for you. And it might not. Or maybe not on this project, but maybe on the next one. You know? Um, and I think kind of learning that there's so many ways to do something. There's so many different ways to make a film. Not any one film is made the same way. Um, and that just kind of had the flexibility, like I think it's good to go in with a plan and go in with some type of structure and go in with a vision and best practices, but then being ready to adapt and to flexible and to work around parameters because there's always something that's always coming changes. up. Yeah, it's always changing. So I was going to ask you a little, it's not, it's more of a hypothetical. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. Yeah. Because there is a there is an example that I was seeing recently on what somebody's approach was on making a movie, mm. and I was like, if I had that much money, I would probably do it differently. Mm. But I'm curious, if you had five hundred thousand mm. dollars given to mm -hmm. towards either, okay, so options could be. I don't know, I'm not gonna throw any options at you. Okay. What do you do five hundred thousand dollars? Well, I could tell you that this. Both of the feature films, we could make both of the feature films that we're trying to make right now, and we would have, we would be able to get it through post production, like yeah, yeah. for sure. Five hundred thousand sounds amazing okay. to me. Um, what's interesting, what we have found is through this whole process of you know trying to get these projects in various places and getting interest from people and potential investors, blah blah blah. Um, it's easier to get $2 million than it is to get $150,000. And I know that sounds crazy. No, it doesn't, because I've been trying to get like $5,000, and it's so many hurdles. So many hurdles. And it was a big learning lesson, a big eye-opener um, hmm. from kind of the more old-school filmmaking mindset. So a lot of like these people that we were talking to um, are, are part of more of the traditional filmmaking world where, you know, they have the slate of these movies. They know they have these A-listers that they want to work with and it's like a formula and international sales and da-da-da-da-da. Sure. So what we learned is, because this was the big thing um, when I first started researching about, you know, how do I make my own film? Do you put an A-list, do you put a name in it, or do you not? And then it goes back to the whole thing of what do you want to happen with your film? Mm -hmm. um, so then we, we're getting in the business side of things. So, and this is where I have questions for you. Okay, um, sure. You know, with like distribution sure. and mm. like, you know, that whole thing, because great, you've made it, that's amazing. Now, how are people going to see it? Yeah. And there's also a lot of different ways that can happen. Now, do you want to make money or some type of money or do you not care? Like, are you just totally cool with like putting your film out there and like as long as people get to watch it and enjoy it, that is great for me. 
that's not sustainable if you want to keep making films. And like, if I want to do that as like my um, provide for my lifestyle, um, you know, that's not sustainable. You have to your lifestyle. <laughs> my lifestyle, which is bougie, so bougie. <laughs> Paying rent in LA is a lifestyle. No, it's just baseline lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. Um, so make a living. There's the more traditional. Sure, sure. I just, oh, no. <laughs> I just like the vagueness of my lifestyle. I'm like, I mean, what? I, mean, I wonder what she, what she does. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just like to buy organic food. <laughs> um, so then it, that's the question is like, well, what do you want to happen with this film? And then you have to either think about it from more of a business lens versus just like the creative lens. So yeah. after the yeah. movie is made or maybe you're thinking about this stuff before. Ideally. Ideally, exactly. Um, and that's what we're learning now with this project is it's easier to get $2 million than 150K because number one, I think old school way of thinking it's like you can't make anything good for less than a million which again not false. not true but trying to convince people they don't, that they don't know well it also depends who you're asking yeah, now there are investors there are investors that are just like not film people per se and they you know they want to just invest because they they believe in you or they believe in the project etc and then there's like the film industry investors where it's like a film collective where they fund project film projects and like that's their thing um they're thinking about it differently they're very like formula based like we literally had somebody say okay who's in it and we're like well we have you know we actually did have some people they, attached they ran to it IMDb numbers um, and, and they run numbers you know and that's like one way of doing it um and that's why it's easier to get more money because then you have more money to spend on a name and then they can sell it that much easier with a name sure. versus giving you 150k they're like well what can you do with that you don't even have like that's how much you know you would blow half the budget on a Some name let's say right yeah, and then i can't sell it if we don't have you know a name in it so blah 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 now again there's a lot of old school thinking there there's also like it, you, things are different now like i was saying sure, like I don't know. yeah things are different sure. the internet has changed things sure, sure. um well, so it's a little bit of that too so um it was just really funny when we realized like we would ask for 150 and there was you know there's always hesitation and him yeah, calling yeah, and question yeah. and then sense. and then when somebody would hear the you know without the ask of how much money they're like I'll give you, like, I can get two million. And it's like, huh, what? And and now it makes sense to me. Um, but it took a little bit to understand that. Yeah. And how that could be. Okay. Okay, well, I'll go back to the initial question of the mm -hmm. 500,000. Mm -hmm. Your initial gut was you could make two movies with that. Mm -hmm. There's always the thought of you can spend it all on one of the movies mm -hmm. and elevate that. Mm hmm there's also the thought of using that as like seed money towards a $20 million mm -hmm. and put that into... I want to make films. <laughs> sure, sure. The one that I had recently saw was this group, these dudes were uh, going to take the 400 or 500K mm -hmm. to put it towards a script straight up and hire an A-list writer 
to write their script mm -hmm. and then take the script out with a writer with that writer attached like what I mean that's great I think if I didn't have projects like already like s so far that I'm passionate about and want to make so bad it might be a different question sure, the priorities again yeah you know like if it was like I didn't have any concept at this point there's nothing that I've been working on trying to get across the finish line what would I do I think maybe I would have a different answer but because you know these have been projects that we've been working on for some time we've done like so much legwork already and we're like so close like like yeah, if yeah. we got that, then I'm your, like, your yeah, answer let's is great. Do it. Your answer is great. I always like like backing up, like also to convince myself. Like, <laughs> You're like, wait, that was that a bad idea? idea? No, no I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna stick with that answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what I would do too. I'm like, what are you talking yes, about? Right. Well, what are you thinking? Putting that money toward the script, but then these guys are in a different place in their careers. Exactly. They're not here to make a, a whatever. They, they didn't seem like the filmmaker types. They're more of the money maker producers in the background which is the whole different it's thing. a whole different thing yep it's like what are your so i'm just what like, do you value what's like, your passion like, I, can, I can make 10 movies <laughs> yeah Fifty thousand. yeah but regardless yeah that was a yeah that's a good question but oh my god i would love five hundred thousand. Nice, right? it sounds, sounds nice. wonderful um but i i think it's probably one movie it's probably one movie a decent Doing the, yeah. I, these two films in particular were meant to be like super, like, again, contained, low budget uh, skeleton. You know what? I'm going to change my answer. This other film. Oh, you're cheating. Oh, okay, I know, go. I'm cheating, I'm cheating. I'll give a backup answer. No, right? that's great. This, this other film, the one that I went to the workshop where we met, the one that I was uh, kind of working on when we went to that workshop yeah that i said we kind of put on the back burner because it's a bigger kind of undertaking concept bigger world sort of thing maybe i think I, maybe i would put the money towards making that film because... okay well you're still making a movie so... yeah but it's like which one okay and that's yeah. like important to me and, and and maybe to other people it's like well huh it's because that one is like my baby the other ones are more like I'm passionate about them because we're we're working on it with our people and I really like it and like working with the people sure, I'm with sure. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as like what's the the one that like hits me, oh, it's okay. that one. Okay. And that one would be so. So fun how do you feel about? Is there any anxiety built into the idea of? This is me projecting a little bit, but um, it's like great. You've produced some stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, I got the $500,000. I'm going to make this movie. Mm -hmm. Is there any anxiety that comes with like managing that kind of money? Oh my God, yeah. And that kind of team? Yeah. And, and seeing that thing through? Oh my God, yeah. And actually, that's kind of at the top of this uh, conversation. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to like do it at that scale. I would love to Sorry. work with people okay. that are that are sure. at that level know how to manage a budget that big you bring in the line producer yeah and, and like let me learn from 100%. them yeah, you know like you're still a producer yes um 
but having a little bit more like support and people that have done it before and have worked with budgets that size would make me feel so much better. Like I can take direction fairly well if if I'm learning it's something. It's a great answer. It's a great answer. <laughs> Always lean on the team if you're feeling any anxiety whatsoever. You got. Oh, I could not do this without the team. <laughs> No, like, <laughs> like even like this podcast right now, I'm usually like, where's the team of people? Like, it just, I feel better. I feel like I'm more competent when I have the team because okay. there's just something about being a part of a team that you, you share, you share the weight and like you have people to bounce ideas off of. It's a che checks and balances kind of thing. Um, that's huge. But it's also why you have to stack your team well. Make sure that you don't just have a team, but a team of people that all have, you know, varying skill no, sets and things yeah. like that yeah. to bring to it. But yeah, I'm super, I have super anxiety over that big of a budget. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, all right, this is, uh, have you considered sitting in the director chair yourself? Is that a thought that's gone through your mind? Little like, flickers of it little flickers of it um honestly when it really when i really noticed like oh maybe maybe i could do that is um so my boyfriend is an actor among you know he also is a director producer and my roommate's an actor and we'll do self tapes all the time here yeah. and i'm usually a reader and we'll work together and i will give like you know different yeah. kind of suggestions whatever you want to call it uh of how yeah, to work through it yeah. I mean, direction. I, I like to say suggestion because I'm not necessarily sure, and maybe you as a director, you're like, we're not sure either, but I'm not necessarily sure if this is going to work or not, but I'm like, what if oh, you try it gotcha. like this, you know? like. Sure. Um, I thought you were going to say that you're not sure what the casting is looking for. That Because that's, that's also if true. If I'm helping people with a self-tape, yeah. I'm like, this is how I would direct this right. moment. But right. the, the director that you're auditioning for. Right. And that's true. And that's why I'm always asking, okay, what is the breakdown? What What is this character? But then, it, yeah. And then at the end, you just need to make a choice and make it strong. It doesn't matter what you make. Just make a choice. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, and so when I would be doing that, I was like, they would be like oh that was a really good note oh that was a really good yeah, note. Yeah. I was like oh like maybe I do like directing like because I like the process of like trying things out and like making yeah, little yeah, tweaks yeah. um I feel like I would be more of like you know how they say an actor's director versus like uh the other director, the other director. <laughs> um where director. Yeah, yeah camera director, camera director because There's... I'm an actor so I'm thinking about it through that lens a lot not necessarily like the frame I want and like, you know, this is what I, I've yeah, now thought about that more because I've been doing it more. So now, like, even when I watch movies, I'm looking at the frame or the lighting or things that I've never even really thought of yeah, consciously yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but in in general, I think I'm still more like I would direct based on gotcha. acting. I was recently told that I was not an actress director. Okay. From an actor. I was going to say, who said that to an you? An actor told me this after I worked with him on a short. Okay. And he, he didn't mean anything mean, but I don't think mm -hmm. it was like an insult or anything. But I'm like, excuse me. Oh, what? Is, no, I thought I was doing a good job. Whatever. I, it kind of hurt. And now, I, why do you think he said that? <laughs> we're going to die. How does that make you feel? <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it was a scenario. It was a new scenario for me. It was still early on before mm. I'd even moved. Oh, okay. So it was more like I I took a lot of pride in the fact that I tried the acting thing before mm-hmm. I directed. It wasn't necessarily necessarily the plan, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, I know what it feels like to break down a character mm-hmm. and do scene study mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, I can totally relate to an actor now when I talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what you're going, I know, I know the amount of work it takes. I know mm-hmm. how hard it is. So when I have the conversations, I'm like, we're on the same page. Right. Let's talk. I'm like, I, I get it. I'm, <laughs> I've been in those shoes. <laughs> And uh, so I, that's how I felt going into this experience. But it was also a bigger, it had, it was like the biggest short that I had done up to that point mm. too. So I had like higher caliber DP mm-hmm. with a bigger camera and more crew. And I'm just like kind of a little bit overwhelmed with like, we had two boom ops on that one. That was just Whoa. weird. Two boom ops. So if you know which one I'm talking about. But regardless... Um, afterwards I got, I was like, oh, so I might've been distracted with like handling. Well, I was going to say you were doing other roles. I was roles. being a director. But um, that. I had an AD and I had like. It's still an indie thing, film or an 100%. indie thing. So were you producing it? There's still that little thing. And maybe as the actor, they, they didn't get so, the, you know the attention yeah so regardless with all that being said i still took the note and i'm like i'm gonna be better (laughs) so like on this latest feature i I need to talk to my my cast on that one and be like hey guys are they any good i know because i noticed some directors as a script supervisor Mm. have a lot of difficulty actually giving direction like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like they ever say anything on the day it's just you set up the shot they may go in for a note but Either I don't see it or they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So when I was directing in New Mexico, conversation with DP mm-hmm. was in pre. And then on the day, I'm talking with my cast. And then their number one priority. I'm like, all right, let's talk. I mean, let me do, I like to do the, I'm a very like grounded, chill vibe, I, I sitting see, down. Yes, I see that. That. So I like to like sit down next to the actor or do the the nice you know like yeah. whatever just get to, you know, whatever. So either way, I tried very hard to. Uh, that sounds amazing. To to prioritize, mm-hmm. get that all figured out, and then okay, now we're done. Okay, now I can talk to my DP, mm-hmm. and I kind of prioritized it like that. But it was that one note that might not even been for any particular reason. Yeah, and well, you still took it, and you you. Made it. I was offended. You know. <laughs> Just kidding. That hey, taking note in general is hard. It's you difficult. know, it's always difficult. And then, acting. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it's something that you think, like you take, you know, pride in, or that you think your is your your thing. And when somebody critiques yeah, it, it can be like. Hang on, <laughs> that yeah, just yeah. took that just. That was my whole identity. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like the thing that I thought I was good at. I like when directors go up to an actor and they're like. Um, <laughs> Like a new director that doesn't know, like maybe those workshop directors, mm-hmm. they'll go up to you, who is an experienced actor, and they'll be like, can you just, can it be more a character on this next one? Can you just like, maybe... I've gotten a note. <laughs> can you just do it like better, like do it more? 
Like not as a joke. Not it as a joke. Literal. Not as a joke. So it's usually a joke direction for for me. Right. Yeah. So when you're with newbies, newbies, newbies. They just don't know what to say. No. And that's why, in a way, it was somewhat of a frustrating class because I would just kind of wait for the instructor to then more. give the... Oh. <laughs> I mean... Like more what? I'm, I'm very I big with... More. I, I, I try and be very vocal about telling people whatever I'm doing, if, but if I'm an actor and I'm working with directors, like... I appreciate feedback and, and notes and directing. I'd rather you, direction, I'd rather you kind of, you know, give me the note you want to give than not say anything at all. Like, that frustrates me oh, because I, I appreciate feedback. Like, in my life, I need feedback all the time. Yeah. Um, so as an actor, and I think this is different for every actor, but for me personally, I really like hearing what the director thinks <laughs> and what the direction the director wants um yeah. and i'll give it a shot and if it doesn't feel right or if it's kind of weird i'll say something but i'm like okay you know give me some direction here give me some feedback give me something give me something besides more <laughs> yeah no i think it's uh i've definitely seen i can tell when an actor is good based on the way they deal with direction mm. Or the way they deal with non-direction, mm. like I can, I can, t I can feel the. Mm. I feel like a, maybe you can. I don't know. If I'm too being too general on this statement, but like. I can tell when a director goes up to an actor and gives direction, and the actor's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got mm -hmm. it," and then they obviously don't have it. Right. Or the the so the direction like I'll listen to the direction because I'm just. Mm -hmm. so I'm always just, I'm always there. Yeah. So I'm like on my iPad <laughs> and the director and I'm just like listening. And I'm like, that direction makes zero sense. <laughs> There's no and way. And the actor's it. like, yeah, I can do that. And then the director walks away and I see the expression. I'm like, they got nothing out of that. And they're not, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's, uh, and that comes with confidence, I think. Of, of the, the follow-up questions to the bad direction yep. and doing that smoothly and, without insulting the director because they mm -hmm. also are very gentle emotional souls just we're all gentle emotional souls so mm -hmm. a note that i had gotten in an acting class once is if you get a note that you're like not totally unsure of it mm -hmm. to not necessarily offend the director but to also make sure like you understand it is to go okay so something like and just kind of do a, a quick kind of oh, way okay, of saying okay. it and then usually the director will be like yeah or like no that's not what I meant so like do kind of like a temperature check sort yeah, of thing to see if you understand it a um, like that I've used a few times and it, it's worked it's worked so well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's definitely case by case. I know there's sometimes I don't like that approach. Oh. I'm just like, that's not helpful right now. I need to see that in the moment. Ah, okay. Because you're giving it, you're giving it to me. Like there's the acting's not really. Yeah, there. and you know what? That I now that you're like definitely a case by case situation. Yeah, it could be. Useful. I, it could be, could be if it's like a spe very specific thing that you're just trying to clarify. Yeah. That can be helpful. Um, but it's also, you know, it, it goes back to what I was saying before where working behind the camera made me realize, kind of take a little bit of the pressure off me as an actor. So I, I learned, like, yes, everybody's always just trying to move on and move on. But, like, 
take the time to clarify or to ask the question and to like make sure you understand it because you're gonna waste time anyway if you go and do it and you didn't you know do it how yeah, they yeah. wanted it's, it anyway it's, it's the same lesson that i was saying i learned from the first movie was you, know, you fix it now versus later yep and oh this is another phrase that has resonated with me that um impatience or like you know wanting to like get through things okay, yeah, yeah. is a lot of times linked to insecurity and that like blew my mind a little bit and I was like oh interesting because I do find that I rush through things or I try and just like get through it or I'm impatient about it when I don't feel like I have the, the time the time the authority my cat is hungry oh, the time the, the, kid. <laughs> the time the the power feel like I'm in the position to take up time to take up space you know great. and I I kind of that's huge right there. It's, it's huge because I'm very much, a, you know, that's me. So, and I'm like, oh, am I doing that because I just don't feel super confident or like secure with what I'm doing right now? And like, I slow down because when you slow down is when you can actually work through. Yeah, don't rush me. <laughs> don't rush me. How do you feel about ADs? <laughs> Your first. I mean, ADs. I've AD'd yeah. before. So okay. again, I know yep. what their job is. Yeah. And I also know how to do their job. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, you're saying there's no time. There's time. I'm going to go give the direction. You figure your stuff out. Okay. So, so sometimes I, that happens. Yeah, I was going to ask what kind of AD do you pref prefer? Like the kinds that are just like, you know. I can you tell know. you on this 18-day one, I didn't have an AD. Okay. I was a, basically a director, AD, script supervisor. How recently did you shoot that? This last month. Are you still tired? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was that's, great. We that's... did we did ten hour days. Okay, okay, that's because I'm big on rest. Yes, okay, that's huge. Okay. And like script supervisor, I didn't like do script supervisor notes or anything. I just more default script supervisor brain, mm. right? Had in the back of my mind the 180 line and that's the a, edit. And you realize, like, that's a huge skill to have to be able to do all of no, that. That's great. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Well. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm serious, though. Like, and then, not a lot of people can do that. And then we had the benefit of the 18 days. Like, there's talks of doing a 12 day. Mm. And then the DP spoke up on, like, the biggest. The biggest thing you ever hear from other filmmakers on what they wish they had more of is time. So then we moved it to 18 days. And then I'm like, I'm still keeping the 10-hour days. I don't want to do 12s. Because if, if you're good and you know what you're doing, you can get it done in 10. Yeah. Put, yeah. So either way, I AD'd. So, well. again, and another way slow. that you took your lesson of fixing it in pre oh, the, where you gave yourself the room yeah. to breathe and by doing that I, you probably yeah, that set yourself up it's for crazy. a lot it's crazy I don't recommend it but when you're experienced <laughs> right when you're experienced and yeah. you know the value of rest and the value of blocking in the you know 
uh, sufficient amount of time for things ahead of time and not yeah. trying to make miracles happen before you even <laughs> start shooting yeah. so that you're behind after the first day. Yeah. That, I think, makes a huge 100%. difference. But that's amazing that you... So, um... What's, what are you up to? What's, what's next? What are you, what's, what's going on? What's going on? What are you, after all this? After all this. After all that. I know. It's like my parents are like, so what are you working on? I'm like, it's so hard to say what I'm working on because it, things are always in flux, I think. So, sure, um, sure. as I mentioned before, we, there's a handful of different projects that are at various kind of places yeah, and yeah, it's very you know, vague it's, yeah. it, so a <laughs> couple short a uh, couple uh short films that are in post-production right now oh, nice. um a couple features that you know scripts written we've got we're either in uh oh, right, right. pre-production um and gonna hopefully shoot one starting in july that's or soon. august that's very soon yeah yep so gearing up, I'm not a producer on that one. So let me okay. just say, I'm not a producer on that one. I was, I, uh, my boyfriend's a producer on it. Um, uh -huh. And I am going to come in once we're, we're shooting to do something, you know, once we're in on set. So whether that's, uh, you know. The classic relay, the relay approach. The relay, exactly. And that was something that we had to learn as a couple about like how, how do we balance our roles in certain film projects with everything else that we have going on in our life. Like I have a, another job doing marketing. So, you know, I don't necessarily have the capacity, the bandwidth to be trying to produce a feature right now while I'm also getting like this program off the ground for this company that I'm doing. But Paris has like the bandwidth right now to do that. So he's, you know, producing this and I, I actually turned down doing more for it in pre-production because I've learned that I've said yes to things that I don't have the capacity to do well. well. Good for good for you. It's so very, it's, a, it's, it's, it's been a learning. It's, yes, I've learned, I've learned a lot recently. Um, and that's one of them is like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, or just because I want to or want to prove that I can do something doesn't mean sure, it's sure. good enough reason to do it. Yeah. Um, so that is in the works um and then this other feature film that i keep alluding to it's it has to do with like um it has to do with like the music scene in the early 2000s so okay. not that long ago but 20 years, 20 years ago isn't that crazy 15, it doesn't seem 15, that 20. long ago we're, we're old yeah yeah it's crazy how that happens um so that one <laughs> is to I might fine, okay. So that one is, you know, still very much in the, in the, the zeitgeist. The zeitgeist. Yes. That thank word? you. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and I'm getting back to coming back to that one because I feel like I now have like the space to take that back on yeah. the, the bandwidth. Yeah. Um, because a lot of my time recently had been more with my marketing job because during COVID, film stuff really really slowed down so I was able to kind of ramp up you know what oh. I was doing with my marketing gig because I'm also a um, freelancer there okay. so I was able to kind of adjust the amount of projects that I was taking on so I, I'm still kind of finishing that out and yeah. doing stuff with that yeah um, 
can. Hey, Paris. Oh. We're rolling. Sorry about that. It's okay. How dare you. <laughs> um, I think he just came from a meeting of the one that we're going to start oh, shooting. Okay. Um, so they're pre-pro right now. Um, and then I am just, I think I'm in the process of kind of recalibrating. So now that like COVID has kind you, of... You experienced burnout? Yes. Yep. And now you're, this is your return to yes. creative. So there's all like these things that I could focus on that are, come that I do want to do at some point or focus on. And now I'm kind of figuring out what's the yeah. one to really put the energy yeah. behind, yeah. you know, and things are just changing all the time that like right. you kind of have to go with wherever there's momentum. So I'm learning that. I'm also, oh, yeah. oh so much juggling. But I also thrive in that. And I realize yeah, that's, that. That's, that's a life. Well, it, other people have, you know, so spinning plates mm -hmm. mentality to keep them all. There's the seeds. Plenty of metaphors oh, here. Oh, so many. I'm doing it all. I'm like, doing this. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I thrive in it, but it's also like... It's work. It's it's work. It's it, it's being so unpredictable, you know, is difficult to plan personal life. Um, Welcome to film. Yes, exactly. And I have animals, which is super difficult sometimes because I'm like, oh, I have to think about what I'm doing with them yes, if yeah, I'm not, yeah. you know, so, you know, just trying to adult and <laughs> do uh -huh, film. Uh -huh. That's what I'm working on right now. It's like, how can I do it? Yeah. And how can I feel like right now? I'm like, how can I be content with what I'm doing every day? Like, that's like the goal, making sure that mm. it's in alignment with whatever brings me fulfillment or feels like it is in alignment with my values or what means something to me. So not necessarily something specific um, because a lot of times I don't even know things exist until somebody's like, hey, can you do this for this thing? And then I'm like, all right, didn't even know that that was a, a job I could do. I really yeah. like that. And if, I, if it's bringing me joy, then I want to keep doing more of that. And if there's things that aren't and are perpetually not bringing me joy, I'm working on releasing those things. That's very important. Yeah. Men, uh, mental health. Huge. Um, that's kind of what you're talking about there, right? Yes. So mental health and, has been and, a big and focus. And bandwidth management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's been like a huge thing that I've been focusing on during COVID. That was the that was the challenge of the year. Yes. Was because um, I know me, I could feel burnout coming luckily i never experienced oh, it God. but there is this pre-stress of knowing that i could get there oh. and i pretty much like hibernated that whole like it was like i can do like maybe an hour of creative thinking if that day it's like just put put it down yep nothing can't do it well that's Really like difficult. you could recognize it ahead of time which is amazing i did not know what it happened until like Weeks late. after, I was like, late. "Oh my god, I'm burned!" Because I seriously was like, "What is going? Like, I yeah, like, what's wrong? Yeah. What is wrong? Like, I don't want to work on anything. I didn't have any new ideas. I felt very stuck. I was exhausted. I was just mad at every everybody irritated me, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it just was like, 
block after block after block and I was just getting, I was like, should I just move? Should I just move? Like, what should I do? What am I doing? You know? And then I was like, oh, I am burnt out and I know why I'm burnt out. Like I was doing way too many things, stretching myself way too thin and not doing the other things outside of all of this that replenish the well, you know? So that's what I'm working on. More me, (laughs) me time and peace. (laughs) Meditation. Yes. Uh, Meditation, yoga, journaling. All the good stuff. (laughs) All the good stuff. You know, I, uh, I went to a massage recently and I haven't been in so long. And the guy was like, are you okay? Like you could just feel like how tense I was. And like, you know, even when I was there, I was like answering like before. And I was just like, I know I was like, look, I know I'm not in a good place right now. I know I'm like way too like frazzled. I was like, so this is the first step. And he's like, oh, great. Take some time. It's like, yeah. He's like, so you have the rest of the weekend off. I was like, nope, got to go to work right after this, but I'm working on it. Like I'm working on freeing up that space. Um, And I'm finally at the point where I'm not booking out every single day yeah like yeah, you're telling me oh my yeah. god it was so great to look at a schedule and be like oh yeah what day <laughs> you know like I that there's value in that at least for me about having yeah. not something to do all the time well plus there's always plenty of stuff you could do oh yeah I started free, paint, with, with the free day anyway and yeah. I was like oh I, this is fun and this brings me joy and it's, at first it seemed like, how dare yeah. I be painting right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then I realized, back like... Back to your actor roots of uh, yeah. that feeling you had. I have a lot college. of, like, it's all this, the self stuff that I'm working through right sure, now. Sure, that's great. Which I think comes out ultimately in whatever I'm doing in the film world. Yeah. Or in business, whatever. Whatever blocks or, or limitations I'm giving myself personally, it's going to show through. So I'm hoping that... All this self-work that I've been doing is helping me, you know, in every other way. I, th- of course. I, I like to think it is. It's just the same thing as, like, eating healthier or, or exercise. Mm-hmm. It's like all this stuff makes us better people. It makes mm-hmm. us healthier. and We can mm-hmm. think clearer. Our ideas are better. We're happier. We're more confident. It all kind of plays into one. Yep. And the only trick is... It's just sustaining it for the entirety mm-hmm. of your existence. Yep. And uh, always yeah, the consistency. The consistency is key. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and not having to do everything <laughs> perfect. The whole the adage of you know doing sure, sure, it is you know better than like not necessarily perfect is better than not yes. doing it. That's how I feel about my running. It's like, oh, I'm out on a run. This is already, like, better than 95% right. of the entire, or more than probably yeah. the country. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is great. Celebrate the, you know, the Forget little it's 10 minutes, victories. whatever. It's a win. It's for sure a win. So that's the other thing that, you know, I'm working on. It's like, doesn't have to be perfect. Just do Just it. Do it. That, Just do it. Just do it. Nike was, Nike. they How knew it all along. How dare you. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Okay. Marketing. So, uh, let me... <laughs> marketing. Great. Um, unless you have any other last-minute, simple, quick questions you know, for I mean, me. I think we're... Yeah, this has been a pleasure catching up and 
finding out kind of sure what your process has been like has been really cool. Your very journey. condensed, very condensed. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure, I'm sure we'll chat more. Yeah. But. Yeah, we basically like downloaded our quick journeys to here that we didn't get to discuss when we yeah. first met. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's very re reassuring, I think, to mm. hear your story. Mm. Um, it's because, very doable, right? Yeah. It, well, with hard work, of course, but like it's great to hear you approached, you came from someplace maybe very different than I came from, but how like we were learning similar yeah, lessons yeah, yeah, along yeah. the way. I mean, I went to school for engineering, so oh, wow. I did the logistical kind yeah. of same stuff that you okay. were talking about. Okay, see, this about. is all making sense now. Yeah, I'm like, you have that kind of... You're totally me. Yes. Whoa. So, so, uh, very last simple question. It's not even a question, is where can people find you if they want to yes. follow and keep up with all oh, this awesome oh, stuff oh, you like, got going on? Subscribe. Um, subscribe, of course, <laughs> to the podcast. Um, so, on Instagram, I am underscore uh -huh. Stephanie Bates underscore yeah, yeah. because my name isn't that unique. <laughs> um, and I would say Instagram is probably the best place to, to find me, although I'm not super active on social media. That's been another thing I've kind mm. of taken a step away from. Yeah. Um, but probably for the best. Yes. But uh, also my website, which is <laughs> stephanie-bates.com. Um, and that's not uh, super, you know, thorough, but it's at least a place to find out how to, you know, email me or connect with me on any social media platform that I'm on or kind of see what I'm up to. Lovely. She's the cat. Me. She's she's saying the cat done. wants you. What's the cat's name? Mashon. Mashon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, thanks again. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting. Great. All right, bye. <laughs>